So let's go back to our what it is and what it isn't series. Today we're going to take on future faking. Welcome back to our series on what, on different important topics in narcissism and what they are and what they're not. Today we're going to talk about what is and what isn't future faking, right? Future faking is such a common pattern in narcissistic relationships and a really important one to understand. It entails making promises to change, promises about future events or future wants that the other person, you, in the relationship wants with the goal of the narcissistic person keeping the relationship together or getting whatever they want from the other person in the relationship or getting what they want now. So for example, if you were in a relationship with a narcissistic person, you said you want to get married and have children and the other person said no, then you may end the relationship, right? But if the person said yes, but not for at least two years after I finish this or that, you may stay in the relationship on the basis of that promise. So then the two years will pass and then the marriage and children will never happen because they decide to put it off again. They never really wanted it in the first place, but they wanted to keep you around. Let's say they want to spend some money now on something they want. They'll make you a deal that, I don't know, if they don't make their investment back in six months, then they'll give up this venture. But in those six months, then the money may be gone. Future faking may be, may be made on the basis of time. In three years, we're going to do this. On six months, that we're going to do that. In a year, X or Y is going to happen. Or on the basis of, or after a certain event happens. Once I finish school, once I make partner, once this difficult time at work is done, once I retire. Future faking is also plausible. While in some cases, future faking may be grandiose, we're going to live in a 20-bedroom house and have a jet, but there's really no clear path forward to that. In most cases, the future faking is believable. We're going to get a house. I'm going to go into therapy. We're going to give everyone an extra three days of vacation time this month, or this year, if you can do extra work for less money now. Ultimately, future faking gets the future faker something now. You stay, you work for less money or no money, you do something they want you to do, you have sex with them, you loan them money. And future faking also keeps us stuck. If someone promises something plausible, we care about the person. We want to believe in them, we want to believe them, and we ourselves may be invested in a certain outcome with them. We may believe the fake. And when future faking happens early on, we don't know it's future faking. We just hear a promise and we want to believe that it's true. So we go with it. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason back in the building. You know, Thursday is my Friday back in the building live at KBLA Talk 1580 from the heart of Lamert Park. You know what that is. Hey, man, this little Africa town in Los Angeles, man. Let's get it. You already know tonight's topic is a doozy. But you know, I'm not just going to go clinical. I'm going to go psychological. I'm going to go philosophical. And whenever I'm dealing with philosophy, you know, right? You know what when, whenever I'm doing I got to talk about Krishnamurti, man. My brother, your brother, Krishna G. Listen to this. 
the prime, listen to Krishnamurti. You heard Dr. Romani in the clip. Listen to Krishnamurti. The primary cause of disorder in ourselves is the seeking of reality promised by another. Ooh, Krishnamurti slaps us and, and gives us no, no reprieve. Let me, the primary cause of disorder in ourselves is the seeking of reality promised by another. J. Krishnamurti, you heard Ramani. The, uh, the narcissist will, will, will future fake you in order to get something now. Lord have mercy, future faking are unlimited promises, the unspoken culprit of many failed relationships. Oh, tonight's topic, 1-800-920-1580. This is a non-judgmental space. I want you to call in, 1-800-920-1580. Call in, call in, call in. We have to have a conversation about this. Have you ever felt future faked? When the great Jiddu Krishnamurti said the primary cause of disorder in ourselves is the seeking of reality promised by another, he was referring to the idea that seeking truth or enlightenment through external sources or authorities can lead to inner confusion and conflict. According to Krishnamurti, relying on others to provide us with the answers to life's questions can prevent us from truly understanding ourselves and finding our own truth. He believed that each individual had the capacity to discover truth and find inner clarity without depending on external authorities or belief systems. Krishnamurti emphasized the importance of self-inquiry and direct observation of one's own thoughts, emotions, and experiences as the path to self-understanding, freedom, and freedom from mental disorder. Listen to this. You can take exactly what Krishnamurti is saying. He's talking about uh, authority. Sometimes we make the narcissist an authority in our life, which is why we fall for the future faking. I've got questions. Can the repetitive act of breaking promises in relationship also plant and nurture the seeds of entitlement and resentment within our significant other? 1-800-920-1580. In other words, you always break your promises, right? So now, because you broke your promise, I get to pull the victimhood card. I get to pull the entitlement card. I'm definitely going to be resentful. Because somebody call me right now. 1-800-920-1580. Is it, in fact, our unhealed wounds that desperately need promises to be fulfilled? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, what is the psychology behind broken promises? Are promises necessary for a healthy relationship? Should they even be made in the first place? What is an example of a future faking relationship? Are broken promises merely lies? Are some avoidant attachment styles prone to break promises? Why do narcissists break promises? 
How do broken promises affect relationships? True or false? Narcissists will fake a future to create the illusion of high investment, strong interest, or deep emotional ties. Call me, call me, call me. 1-800-920-1580. When I come forward, the voice of reason shall cook it up for you. Were you promised an amazing future by the person you were with? Only to find out that it never materialized. It never happened. You had all these different things lined up, this different future, this idea, these thoughts, these places, these, these things you wanted to do, to go, all these different things, and it never happened. Maybe inside the relationship, when you tried to hold the toxic person in your life accountable, then it was always followed up by, oh, this is what I was going to do, or this is where I was going to go, or this is what we're going to do, but it never happened. Maybe you're wondering why some narcissists make these grandiose commitments, but they never follow through. And like, what does this actually look like? Is this just narcissism? Is this ADHD and they're just forgetting? Like, what is actually going on? I want you to follow me today as we explore the concept of future faking, talk through some of the aspects of recognizing the red flags associated with this manipulative tactic. But before we do, if you guys haven't understood or know who I am, just to be perfectly clear and frank, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel providing awareness about narcissistic abuse. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations and your guide in the 45-Day Clarity Challenge that you can access at claritychallenge.net. Helping you understand how narcissists distort your reality. One of those is future faking. We go into that and we dive into that into the course much more in depth, but also helping you break free of the mindset. The trauma bond, the rumination, the intrusive thoughts, the limiting beliefs that keep you stuck in the fog of being in a toxic relationship with a toxic person. So we're going to dive in today looking at the aspect of future faking. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, rate, review. If you're listening on the podcast, thanks so much. We're trying to help show more and more people. So if this connects with you, share it with someone else who it might connect with as well. What is future faking? Okay, future faking, first and foremost, is a manipulative technique used by toxic people, used by narcissists, to create a false sense of hope and excitement about a future together. Now, this is this idea of painting a picture that seems perfect without actually following through to make that happen. Now, sometimes this could be complete fantasy. Of like, I'm painting you a picture of a reality that I never want, that is never going to happen, and that I'll never have the resource to actually do. There's that piece. Then there's also the aspect of just painting a reality that's out there so that we don't have to, so we can avoid what's actually going on here. This is where a narcissist comes in. They make elaborate promises, talking about future plans, talking about this blissful life together, all with the intention of gaining trust, emotional investment from the other person. This happens in a lot of toxic narcissistic relationships because you have to buy the dream. You have to buy the outcome. You have to buy the idea that they're selling you. This whole concept of what happens in these narcissistic relationships and future faking is the same thing that I would do in those affairs of being like, oh, we'll be together. Oh, can you imagine this life? Oh, would this be, wouldn't this be amazing? I've never felt this way before. You're the best person ever. All these things, pumping up the person and selling a lifestyle of what's going to be down the road without ever the intention of making it happen. Because in my mind, I couldn't actually do that because I couldn't break up with my wife. I couldn't get divorced with my wife because if I did that, then I'd look like a bad person. 
that started to shatter when she left. But this whole concept here... Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever heard of future faking? Just constantly breaking promises. Now, everybody is not a narcissist. But I want to push the envelope here tonight before I get to the phone caller. I see you, Sean. We're going to get to you. The number to dial, 1-800-920-1580. My question is, are promises kind of like ideological or psychological, uh, the, the psychological layaway, right? I'm supposed to do something. I know I'm supposed to do something. But I'm going to make you a promise to do something that I should be doing. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are a lot of people who make promises to get out of the moment of accountability. I promise I'll change. Well, how can you how can you promise to change? You either observe this person doing the work. Sometimes I can just say, I promise to change. And then the person who hears that may think, oh, well, that's enough. No, I need to observe you doing what needs to be done. Sometimes a promise is like, we can put this action on layaway. Promises are often seen as a sacred bond. An agreement between individuals that carry with it a sense of trust and reliability. However, when these promises are broken, the consequences can be far-reaching and deeply damaging. On tonight's show, we will explore the concept of broken promises from a psychological, philosophical, and socially adroit perspective. Delving into the nuances of this issue and providing insights into the path of healing and transformation. One of the fundamental questions we must ask is whether a promise is merely an ideological loan to do something that may not need to be put off. Promises are often made with good intentions but they can also be a way to postpone action or avoid taking responsibility. By examining the underlining motivations behind promises, we can gain a deeper understanding of their potential impact. When individuals exper experience broken promises, their self-esteem can be deeply affected. The sense of betrayal and disappointment can leave them questioning their worth and or value. That's self-worth and or value. Rebuilding self-esteem after such an experience requires a process of self-reflection, self-compassion, and self-care by acknowledging their own worth and focusing on personal growth. Listen, how many times a broken promise has laid you low has made you just feel like you weren't worth nothing. <sighs> Can unfulfilled promises lead to feelings of betrayal and resentment? We're going to ask our first caller tonight who just joined. Get in here, Mr. Sean from Oakland, California. Hey, brother, though, first off, you know, Happy New Year. We're going to make this a good year, people. So I got to say that 
I want to send love out there for the new year. You just got to make it happen. Look forward. Don't look in the past. But that has something to do with your topic because what's the, the, the very sensitive line between promises and a lie, right? Because if you are making promises to someone in a relationship, I'll just break it down like, uh, you know, man, woman, whatever, people that want to be together, loving each other and all of that, making promises you know, that you're, you know, <laughs> I won't cuss, your ass can't keep, you know, that's a lie, mm-hmm. right? You're just doing that because, look, Zoe, I mean, sex is the most powerful instrument on the face of planet Earth between human beings. And let's not, you know, argue about it. Mm-hmm. It just is, you know, and it is. It's a natural thing. But some people will lie to make sure they keep that going. Mm. You know, there's a difference between a, a really, um, you know, deep relationship where that's also involved, but you're making a promise like, let me give you an example. This is the one we have. Look, I don't care who you go out with. I don't care who you see. There's no physical sexual relationship. And then you comes to acceptance or trust, like you've said in the past, that is a promise, right? That's a promise that makes people at ease, mm-hmm. you know. But if you say, "Oh, I'm going to make a billion dollars," or "I'm we're going to do this or that or the other thing," uh, you know, that isn't going to come true. And then when it doesn't come true, right, that becomes a lie. Hmm. So that's my thing: the, the the guiding line between a lie and a promise. You know what's interesting, Sean, what you just said? Your thoughts put me in the mind of parenthood. You know what I told myself? I told myself, never promise your children anything. Yes. Because you're you're a parent. I said, never promise your kids anything. I always said, if you're going to do something, just do it. Do not promise them anything. Just show up. That's right. Right. You got to be present. You got to be present. I think that's beautiful, brother. I mean, that's a thing because then you allow the child to explore on their own. You, you allow your relationship partner, if it's a relationship to explore on their own and make the relationship greater. It's the same thing. It's hard to do. That's a hard decision because you want to tell them what to do. And you think that's going to work out. I get it. I've been there. You want to tell them, do this, do that, and it'll all work out. But the fact is they got to get out there, your relationships too, not just your kids, and and experience things and learn for themselves. Mm. 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 It's true. Mm. It's true. And I'm so proud. Your son, you must be the proudest dad. You know, you have your older son that I see on on social media and stuff. You know, he's hooping, doing his business thing. He's doing his thing. You know, that's the other thing. Never tell somebody, you know, you ought to change what you're doing and do something else. You know, let people do what they want to do and and take it as far as they can. If they're living a a decent life. Wait. Sean, Yo, Sean yes, sir. stay with me. Stay with me. 
State, when we come forward, Sean is telling y'all the truth right now. But what I want Sean to focus on when we come forward, flip it to intimate relationships. If it works for kids, will it work for your significant other? So let's go on and take on this idea of future faking. When someone says they will call you later, you expect that they will. Maybe a few times they may not follow up with the call, but perhaps for perfectly good reasons. They might say something like, I fell asleep, or I got distracted with work. How many times, though, does it need to happen before you recognize that they simply are kind of messing with you, that they probably aren't going to call you back? Future faking is often much more sinister than not calling you back later. It's actually a form of manipulation and of keeping you hooked in by making the kinds of future promises you want to hear. For example, this may include wanting to have a family with you someday. And perhaps they might say things about wanting to get married someday and buy a house together someday and travel the world together someday. It may be that they're going to support you in starting a business together someday. They set the tone for the life you want, for the life you envision, and for the things that you hope for. And they use future faking, though, for very different and much more manipulative purposes. Future fakers reassure you. They tell you about the income potential that they're going to have one day or that they're making more than enough money to take care of both of you. In that way, future fakers can often coax a partner to leave a job or move to another place, even another country, just to be with a narcissist. And then they tell you they'll take care of everything financially and take care of you so you can pursue your dreams. If we know only one thing, it's that one of the main things that can often keep people stuck in narcissistic relationships is financial dependency. And once that narcissist renders you financially dependent on him or her, they are able to exert far more psychological control. And that's even going to be more pronounced if you move to a part of the country you're not from or... Lord have mercy, have you been pump faked in your relationship? Tonight's topic is a heater. Future faking? Now, in the hood, we say you just play, you just running game. You just playing, you playing games, right? <laughs> Let me just say this. Can you really believe anyone? I Listen, you hear me talk about it all the time. We works in progress. People are struggling to look into the darkness of themselves. What makes you think their word is bond? I hear people, word is bond. Stand on it. This is my word. I, I can't say what I... Listen, you just as messed up as I am. You might be a little further ahead in society, but you just as messed up as I am. 
You know what bothers me? You know it's a future fake to me? I, I'm going to say it's a now fake. I meet all these people. They be like, oh, I hate a liar. But they be lying. <laughs> future faking, man, is crazy. Can you distinguish between genuine remorse and empty apologies? And you're going to have to learn how to do that because that's essential in the process of healing. Genuine remorse is accompanied by a sincere effort. You heard me say this earlier to change a behavior and make amends. Empty apologies, on the other hand, future faking, lack the commitment to meaningful change. By developing discernment and trusting one's own judgment, individuals can navigate the complexities of forgiveness and, he and healing. Future faking! Sean, get in here and finish your final thought. Make it about relationships for me. Well, I'm going to do that, you know, and you mentioned, you know, the way you communicate with your children. Now, you don't need to have had children to understand that. All right. You, you know, you can understand your cousins, your family that have children. You were a child at some point. You had a mother. The communication is giving you a foundation if you're good parents or at least, uh, you know, parents that are there every day trying to do the best they can and what they're trying to tell you is you know life is full of you know um challenges life is full of it may end up crisis at some per certain point you're going to have to take it easy on one another if you have you want a relationship to happen but that is you know when you're making false promises all you do is put stress on yourself and you create negative, what I call negative, um, you know, energy in the relationship. And, and then you always have to try to fight to, you know, make it something that it's never going to be. Let me so ask you a question. I'm saying, Let me ask you a question, yes, Sean. Ha, have you ever defaulted on a promise? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And we all have. If we're honest with ourselves, we have all made some sort of promise that didn't go right. It didn't go the way you, and that's how I learned. Mm. And that's how I learned mm -hmm. because, you know, I, and it wasn't a huge, you know, I didn't do any of these ridiculous ones. Like I want to be a billionaire or anything like that. But, but, you know, I made, I made a few that, um, you know, I thought I was going to be able to handle and make it happen and it didn't work out. Mm. So, yeah, you have to be honest with you. That's life. But that's you got to pick someone, you know, know that that person's with you, that you're communicating with them. You know, I didn't promise the world to them and they didn't promise the world to me. They made mistakes, too. But just try not to make ridiculous promises that go way above and beyond anything that are not achievable um, because I, I never want anyone to go under their, you know, goals. Go and get it. Sean. But, no, go ahead. Yes, fin sir. Finish that finish that final thought for me. That's it. Okay. No, I was just going to say. All right. So, Sean, guess what you just did, my brother? Well, Oakland is in the house, and uh, 
And I love you. And Happy New Year, everybody. We love you too, Sean. For real, for real, for real. If you want to bring your city in the building, you know the routine. The protocol is 1-800-920-1580. When I come forward, we got South Central, we got Dallas, Texas, and somebody's calling right now. Ladies and gentlemen. Law. Yo. It's out of control up in here. My playlist is my co-host. Y'all know what I do up in here. The V-O-R. That's Brandy, a.k.a. Moesha. M to the O. I'm sorry. Great record tonight. We on fire. We got callers on the line. People want to talk about broken promises. Hey, I don't have a problem, uh, you know, uh, talking to you guys about it. Tonight's topic is future faking. New concept to me are unfulfilled promises, the unspoken culprit of many failed relationships. And I wanted to mix in the work of uh, Jiddu Krishnamurti, of course, my favorite philosopher, should be yours by now as much as I mention him. His quote, the primary cause of disorder in ourselves is the seeking of a reality promised by another. J. Krishnamurti, very heavy quote. I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, have you broken promises in your relationships and have uh, promises been broken to you? And I want to know how it made you feel, how it affected you. We've got JW. He's been on the longest South Central. Get in here. Hey, 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 my brother. Brother. How you doing? I'm Happy good. New Year to you. Same to you, brother. Yeah. Okay. Now, in reference to uh, broken promises and how it makes you feel, you made uh, a, a valuable point on one of the other shows a couple of nights ago in terms of if the lesson that should be learned. And everything is internal, and no one should really let an external uh, reality influence them in the first place. It can, you know, if they're mostly immature or gullible or, you know, over eyes or just, you know, any other term that, you know, that would fit the script in terms of being naive, mm -hmm. then you may have an anger problem behind it because you feel betrayed. Mm -hmm. But then, like I stated, that's external. And my point of view is, and I always had this point of view for years, I wouldn't care what a person feels or think about me because they don't put a roof on my head or clothes on my back or money in my pocket or, or food in my stomach. So... I value myself, and if you devalue me, that's your issue. But once upon a time, I used to wear my feelings on, on my sleeve, and that's an old person's or old folks' expression. It's not being familiar with. But with growth and knowledge, you realize that, you know, hey, everything's a life lesson, and it was intentional, and this is finish my point that I didn't get a chance to finish last night. All things work together for the good for those who are called for God's glory and purpose, and I'm paraphrasing that. So it could be yin-yang, good, bad, you know, positive, negative, or whatever, because it's duality. You follow my point? No, I got you, brother. I'm I'm, I'm right with you. Yeah, so it's, it's all about a growth system, and like I always state, school's in session. I got you, bro. Um, you got to graduate from elementary and instant being emotionally mature and spiritually mature. Because that's the point I was trying to make last night. If you're in the spirit, you can't 
be influenced or you won't be influenced by external forces because that's secular and that's of the world. So if you, and that's something I'm trying to learn how to do because I'm trying to, uh, what's the word, uh, turn my pain into power. Right. Or turn my reality, you know, into something that's positive and God serving a purpose that his will will be done. So I got you, that's brother. just a growth thing. So, yeah, so. Well, guess what you I just did, J.W.? J.W., I got to keep it pushing now. Guess what you just did? Right. South Central in the house. Yeah, South Central's in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, get in here. Share your thoughts on this national conversation. We're talking about future faking. I never heard of it. Romney broke it down perfectly. Hey, is my brother Truemonger on the line? He must be feeling better. Dallas, Texas, Truemonger, get in here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Talk to me, good brother. Oh, man. I think future faking is just another term for it. It's been around. You call it front fantasizing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a problem because especially if you're in a relationship, it's like your partner is trying to force you to lie to you, lie to them, or to just to get you to do something that they want you to do and hold it and hold it over your head if you don't come through for it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's unnecessary. I think it's part of the whole fantasy-minded stuff. I don't know. If you say you're going to do something, do your best to do it. If for some reason it don't go through, just let them know, hey, it didn't go through. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm going to stop trying to do it, but it didn't come through on this particular day. Mm-hmm. And some people get offended by that. Because I've been in relationships where I told my partner, I don't, I don't make promises. Either I get it done or I don't. Mm. Mm. And for some reason I don't, I'm going to let you know why. But you do know what a yeah. promise is, right? A promise is a vow, right? So uh, when, when when people are getting married and they're exchanging their uh-huh. vows, they're making promises to each other. Uh-huh. Let me ask you a question. Does that do vowels, right? Our vows, not vowels, but vowels, <laughs> right? Uh, and promises. Uh, do they, are they necessary for relationships? If one is healed spiritually, does he have to promise to be who he is? Does he have to promise to do certain things? If he's healed, I think. I think broken people make promises because they can't deliver in the moment. What are your thoughts? They shouldn't have to. They should just be. Mm. And they should give each other enough grace to realize that they're both flawed. And they're going to make mistakes. They're going to fall short. That's going to happen on a daily basis, whether they admit it or not. But people would like to have that fancy in their head that, like, once we say these things, it's going to be exactly how you say it. It's not going to go that way. It's not going to go that way because life is going to get in your way. Wait, Truemonger, you life, just, but now you just validated the purpose of a promise. If broken people use promises because they are broken, because they can't deliver in the moment, then promises mm-hmm. have a place. My promise might be a part of grace. I can't it do it right be. now, but. If you give me some time, 
Isn't that interesting? Talk to me about that. Only promise I would say that will be valid is you do your best to be your best self every day that you're around each other mm-hmm. or just be your best self every day, period, whether you stay together or not. Mm. That would be the only valid promise to me. Because mm. that's, to a degree, that's within your control. Everything outside that is not within your control. Mm-hmm. So you should even get yourselves caught up in that. But unfortunately, a lot of people are conditioned to get caught up in that. Heat. And they try to force that on their partners, knowing they can't live up to it. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't need that extra pressure in life. Life is going to give you enough as it is. Wow. Should we... Should we be living up to any kind of standard that we'd have to promise in order to achieve? Like, why, why do we have to live up to something? Why can't we just be as we are and, and continue to grow? Those, if we didn't create those standards ourselves and we go on based on someone else's standards and ideals mm-hmm. that they don't live by, but they'll sell it to you mm-hmm. as if you need to live by it. Mm-hmm. It's like this. If you didn't write, if you didn't, if you two didn't put the script together yourself, I wouldn't be concerned with anybody's ideals or standards. Develop your own. Heavy. Heavy, heavy. True monger. Guess what you just did, my brother. Brought D-Town in the building. D-Town up in here, Dallas, Texas. If you want to bring your city, you know the protocol. 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, more from Texas. We got God Melanin, Houston, Texas. We got John from Mountain View, Hawaii. We all over the nation. I want to know how many promises you broke and how many promises you fixed. Ah, that's heavy. You broke the promise, but did you ever get back to fixing it? When we come forward, more heat. So let's get started with breadcrumbing, which is when someone throws you intermittent crumbs or morsels of positive reinforcement. This reinforcement can be attention, admiration, a caring gesture. Maybe it's a flirtatious text, a sweet comment on your social media post a nice email showing interest in you, or a vague suggestion that you get together sometime. When you respond, you may get a few non-committal crumbs, or you may get no response at all. And if any plans or commitments are made, they end up getting changed or canceled. These interactions come sporadically, and the intention is to keep you emotionally engaged Obviously, this makes it hard for you to forget about them because they seem so great and they keep giving you hope that something might materialize in the future. So instead of moving on, you just wait for another crumb. And these crumbs, at least usually, are not just any old crumbs. These crumbs arouse positive emotion, curiosity, excitement, and provide a hit is, of dopamine. This is a piece of a croissant. Bread this ain't just a rich cracker crumb. This is this is a high-end crumb. You understand? Might even be a little caviar or something. This, boy, this is a, a biscuit. This is uh, this is something fancy. Ladies and gentlemen, the VOR has returned. 
future faking, heavy topic tonight, you know, unfulfilled promises, the unspoken, our unfulfilled promises, uh, the uh, unspoken culprit of many failed relationships. We got phone lines cracking people in the chat room. Somebody in the chat room said something that was quite profound, I believe. They said there's a distinct difference between commitments and promises. And I'd, I'd like to know. Right. I'd really like for them to call in and tell me. I know I have an idea. Right. Between a commitment. And a promise. Uh, I, I, uh, Andy got an I see Andy done put his headphones on. Andy, come on. I'm going to try to take a gander at it. I think the commitment is more uh, specifying the action. Right. The promise is just the statement. Mm. But the commitment is the follow through of the promise. Huh. It's a plan. Look, I said I was going to do it, but here's the plan of action. And here I'm taking step one, two, three today. That's the commit. I see. I see. So there's difference between. Well, according to Andy, there's a difference. But I, I like the way Andy broke that down. Let's get it, man. Who been on the longest? God Melanin from Houston, Texas. What are your thoughts? Peace, brother. Peace, man. Firstly, I just want to let you know, I do feel like you and brother True Margaret might have took the wind out of my cells a little bit, man, because my feedback that I have for you, I think y'all really touched on that in depth. But what I will say, if you allow me, is that um, kind of just to follow up, are promises necessary? Because I feel like promises can kind of be like the band-aids over the scabs of inconsistency, right? Like, if I'm built a certain way, the way that I move, whether it's an intimate relationship, business, whatever the case is, people are going to see demonstrating in my actions, I'm thorough, and what I say is going to come through. Whereas if I'm the type of cat who's flaky and hemming and hawing about everything, then, yeah, maybe I'm going to end up in a position to where I got a promise this time. I'm going to do X, Y, Z because the last time's A through B. I can't, you know, I fell through. So I think in the way... If you get to the stage to where you got to make promises, your whole thing is already busted because you already demonstrated that you, you know, you're not trustworthy. You're not capable of doing what people need you to do or what you say you're going to do. Mm, that's interesting. So you're of the mindset that a promise, especially a consistent promise, Ooh. <laughs> that, that's, an indi that's an indication that you can't do it. Which is why you have to. Pr that's interesting. That's interesting. That's, that's how I'm saying, it, brother. Hey. And you know, I say that because, you know, I'm from Houston, bro. I'm 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 out of Texas. We don't really talk about a whole lot. If we finna do something, it's gonna get done. My parents ain't tell me, oh son, we finna do X Y Z. It happened. You know what I'm saying my moms, my pops, they came through. So that's really all I know. If I get to the point to where I'm talking too much to them. They already looking at me funny, like, hey, you doing too much. You why, doing why, <laughs> why are you still in here talking, boy? Get on. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So, but, hey, I don't want to I don't want to hold up the program, brother. Um, that's really all I have. I just wanted to ask that question and get your feedback on it. Okay. I know it's other calls I got to get through. I want to have respect for the show. I want everything to flow, so I'm going to peace out. Thank you, Before brother. Before I leave, I do want to say I appreciate you. R.I.P. Dr. G, you know what I mean? We yes, lost sir. the room. Yes, sir. But guess Absolutely. what you just did, God Melanin? Hold on now. What did you just do? Yeah. Oh, I brought the ace through in a major way. You know yes, what sir. To the LA. Yes, no sir. Yeah. Houston, Texas in the building because of God Melanin. We, hey, everybody's, everybody's, a, 
okay, uh, Andy is protesting L.A. right now. He done threw up the L.A. sign. and L.A., where are you? A A Andy wants you to get in here and talk to us tonight. We got callers, though. Let's get them in here. John from Mountain View, Hawaii. Get in here. What are your thoughts on tonight's topic? Greetings and blessings, though. Greetings and blessings, chat, and everybody that's listening. Uh, I don't want to go down a big rabbit hole, but I want to say these few things and get, get off. Um, number one, uh, maybe the faking and the promise giving and all that other stuff is just like the, the relationship we have in the spiritual with the devil and the angel. Huh. Here we go. Both of them were made by God. Both of them are a tool used to get you to the place where you need to be. And therefore, again, with all of these things working in your process to doggone get you where you need to be. Because whether you know it or not, if you didn't learn this lesson, you're repeating. <laughs> wow. 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 If you didn't learn so again, this lesson, it will repeat is what you said. Again, I mean, I'm looking at things because I'm reading also the sexology, the, the tile of sexology at the same time. And it brings me to the glance where if one of those is in, in a line, everything is off. It's off balance. Mm. So therefore, if you need the evil in your life to get you to the place where you need to be in your life, then use the evil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. If you need the evil, say it again. If you need the evil in your life. I thought again, that's what you said. Some of us, <laughs> if you need the evil in your life, use it. Because, again, the evil in your life is either going to put you in one or two paths. The one where you're continuing down the path of evil, procrastination, whatever you want to call it, keeping yourself from doing the true things you're supposed to do, or bottom line, it smacks you right into the place where you actually need to be, on the road to righteousness. Mm. Mm. Interesting perspective. So let me ask you a question. Do you make promises? Do I make promises? I, I try my best not to, but at the same time, when you're talking to an individual and that's what they want to hear, what are you going to tell them? You mean to tell me there are people out there who want to hear promises being made or do they want to see action being taken? I think most people would well, lean again, to the side of action being taken. But women give men who treat them bad reward, right? Ooh, ooh, ooh. He done called out the ladies. Ladies, 1-800-920-1580. But I'm not, just calling out the, I'm not just calling out the women because, again, men, why do you like the fake women on Instagram? Mm. Mm. Interesting. I'm listening. I'm paying attention. Keep going. <laughs> the only reason I'm going to these places is because, again, everything is supposed to work together for the good of you. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why I say even the evil times, even the stuff that's faking and fronting or this, that, and the third, you won't learn the lesson until somebody fakes it in front of you. And then you say, Ooh, I don't want to go there or say more, <laughs> go deeper. Mm. <laughs> go deeper. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, so when you've broken a promise, how have you made amends for the broken promise? Well, broken promises. I can say that in my own marriage because, again, it didn't work. 
But at the same time, I did commit myself to this human being on the level that I thought I could manage. Mm. As a human being, we want to be spiritually led on everything to make sure we're doing it right. But every time we listen to the spirit, it tells us a blanket way to do it. And we still choose to go the opposite. Mm. Mm. So again, if choosing righteousness is such a bad thing, and it's not, we choose the bad thing and we see that it doesn't work. Where do we need to go? <laughs> but I don't know if you answered my question. How did you make amends from from a broken promise, brother? I'm still making that amends as we speak because mm. the human being that divorced me by seeing that I made those faults and now she sees me as a better person. Ah. So you have made amends. You you did you apologize? Did you acknowledge your wrongdoing? Did you adjust your behavior? What happened? Well, in all of those things, yes, I did every one of those steps. From acknowledge my my faults and my failures in the marriage, making it step forward to the place where I can show forth the actions, whereas in my daughters will ask me at the point of, Dad, will you be there when I need you? And I'm looking at you like, uh, where do you want me to show you in my account where the money is reserved and the leave is on, on standby for you to tell me when the emergency is? Mm. Or the wife that apparently is not my wife, but still the one I considered, I gave a promise to. And at this point, I'm still achieving and doing those things because this is the same human being I still give money to. True monger said they It's they, not a weird thing for me to be divorced, but at the same time, it's strange that we still have an even more loving relationship than we had ever when we were married. True monger said they're still holding your promise over your head, or they're holding your promise you made over your head. You agree or disagree? Well, that, that may be true, depending on them. But as the human being that I am, I also hold that same promise. Ooh. I put those words out there. Yes, sir. I said I was going to be committed to her till she dies. There you go. That's solid brother right there. Hey, John, guess what you just did? Mountain View is in the house. Yes, sir. Mountain View, Hawaii. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call us 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, more from the VOR. Ladies and gentlemen, that playlist is bananas. Ooh, my playlist is my co-host, MC Breed. No future in your frontin'. <laughs> Broken promises. That's tonight's topic. And it's a deep one. You know, it happens more times than not. Broken promises have a profound impact on our emotional well-being and our ability to trust others, right? Somebody says they're going to do something. Somebody says they want to do something. Uh, and they don't do it. Okay, fine. You didn't do it the first time. Maybe fine. You didn't do it the second time. But when it becomes a way of life, you know, it could really wreak havoc on our trust, our ability to trust. Uh, when someone makes a promise and fails to fulfill it, it creates a, a deep sense of disappointment, betrayal, and disillusionment, which means, you know what? I really can't believe anything this person says. I really have to deal with them 
at the end of a 10-foot pole, right? I got to keep them at arm's distance or I have to create a boundary to protect myself from falling into whatever promise they want to sell me on, right? Whether it is a broken promise in a, rela- in, a, in a romantic relationship, a friendship, or a professional setting, the effects can be deeply damaging. Trust once broken is not easily repaired, and it takes time and effort to rebuild it. Uh, the pain caused by broken promises can lead to feelings of resentment, anger, and a loss of faith in others. Like, man, I can't even believe in you. Gosh, listen, I've felt that way towards people, and I'm damn sure people have felt a loss of faith in me. Uh, Narcissistic future faking is a manipulative tactic used by individuals with narcissistic tendencies. Now, listen, as my as my sister Pacoya McCall, Dr. Pacoya McCall said last week, we all have narcissistic tendencies that does not necessarily reduce us to being a narcissist. You know, these are tendencies, right? It involves uh, narcissistic pump faking or future faking. Uh, It involves uh, grand promises and painting a picture of a future that seems too good to be true. Uh, these individuals use uh, future faking as a means to gain control, manipulate others, and maintain their inflated sense of self-importance. They lure their victims in with promises of love, success, and happiness, only later to reveal their true intentions of self-serving behavior. Uh, The effects of narcissistic future faking can be devastating, Uh, leaving the victims feeling uh, deceived, used, and emotionally drained. Heavy topic. Listen, this is, uh, once again, Texas dominates the phone calls or the phone lines, right? Texas is back in the building. Let's get Houston back in here. Atala, talk to me. Uncle Zoe, you know I can't let you down since we're talking about promises and stuff. <laughs> we call in. I'm not that tired. Okay. Now, um, I'm, I'm going to say something. I'm not trying to be controversial. That's all right. But some people in the chat have raised some good points. Yes, they have. About delusions, self-delusions. Because when we're talking about future faking at a certain point, it really only works if you allow it. Talk it's your soundies that need work, right? Mm. So if you lie to me once, okay, you know, I, I may be able to forgive that or whatever, you know. Second, third, fourth, fifth time, that's on you. So if I make a, a vow to myself to say that I have a serious commitment to integrity in my life, not only for myself but for others, mm-hmm then trusting you is breaking a promise to myself. Come on, I knew somebody was going to get to it. Yes. (laughs) I'm just saying, so like how many vows do we have that we've made to ourselves that we've broken? Mm. I mean, if you're in that type of situation, you're probably a truth breaker with yourself more, more often than not. So, I mean, I think that's just something to consider. 
Um, another part that we haven't really talked about is codependency and people pleasing, because that also is kind of the other end. There's the narcissism part, but there's also the codependency part as well mm-hmm. of telling people what they want to hear. I used to have that bad. And honestly, it was so weird because I felt as though growing up it was kind of weird because I, I didn't know whether or not the truth was always valuable because I feel like the majority of the times it wasn't. Mm. So if the lie is more valuable or more convenient, then which one do you think I'm going to choose? So, <laughs> I mean, I say all that to say that, like, I, I think I became pretty good at being able to sense what it was that people wanted, and I just kind of went with that. And so, like I said, it's not always like a narcissism thing. I think this is something that, again, narcissism and codependency being the two the two scales, you know, you can either swing one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's something that we need to kind of consider as well. But, yeah, I mean, if you're upset with people lying to you, perhaps you should ask yourself, what you've been lying to yourself about. Yee, listen, that piece about broken promises to oneself, like we can mm-hmm. create a whole, like you want to, this is, this is date number one, right? And we're, we're doing this. You ask a question about me. I ask a question about you. We're trying to get to know each other, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How mm-hmm. how many vows have you broken to yourself? Is that hmm. is that question how many promises have you broken to yourself? Promises you've made to yourself. How many of those promises you fulfilled versus how many of those promises you failed at? Is that is that too soon on the first date? On the first date, I would say yes. But look, I mean, you're talking to somebody who's hella nervous, nosy. You know, I might save that for the third or the fifth. (laughs) (laughs) For real. But I mean, like, it is something that we, again, we got to consider this now. Numerous, right? And if that's a part of you that you're unaware of, child, ain't no telling. Mm. Ain't no telling. You don't even know. Mm. You don't have the, you don't have the cognitive, spiritual, mental awareness to even understand that you've Heavy, heavy. Wait a minute. Uh, where did Attila go? Where is she? Did we lose Attila? Attila, get back in here. Oh, there she is. Attila. Sorry oh, about that. No. You yeah, you, you oh. were saying and then you got cut off. Go ahead. Give me one more. Oh. Uh, did you hear me when I said that you don't have the cognitive or spiritual or mental awareness to recognize that you lie to yourself? It doesn't even register. So uh, when you're in that state of mind, the codependent state of mind, you have no idea because you're moving in more of a singularity type pattern pattern mm. where you're merged and enmeshed with that person. Mm. So you're one being, meaning that whatever they say goes or whatever it is you're trying to anticipate from them goes because it's all about trying to get that need met. You're serving your need more than you are serving the truth. Wow. So again, you have to make the decision on who your master is. You can't serve two masters. Do you want to serve the truth or do you want to serve your need? Do you want to serve the truth? Or do you want to serve your needs? Somebody meme it. Hey, let me just say this. Atala, you cook with the rarest oils tonight. Uh, ma'am, <laughs> what did you just do? I brought Houston in the building. Houston, Texas came back in. If you want to bring your city into this national discussion, which is being held live on KBLA Talk 1580, the VOR. All you got to do is call us at 1-800-920-1580. Krishnamurti, to break free 
From this cycle of seeking external promises, we must uh, turn inward and cultivate our own sense of reality and fulfillment. We must learn to trust ourselves and rely on our own intuition and inner wisdom. Instead of seeking validation and happiness from others, we can focus on self-discovery, personal growth, and aligning ourselves with our true values and desires. By taking responsibility for our own happiness, we can regain control over our lives and create a foundation of authenticity and self-empowerment. That is a response to Krishnamurti's quote. When we come forward, we got Jacksonville, Florida, getting ready to join this powerful discussion. Don't get it twisted. The phone lines are open. Let's go. If you are in a relationship with a narcissist, especially if you've been in more than one, then this information will help you recognize the traps and tactics that the female covert narcissist will use on you. And I will also explain the reasons you don't always run when you see these red flags. This information is not about blaming or shaming you. It's really about helping you identify what makes you more vulnerable to falling prey to the female covert narcissist and how to protect yourself from her. My videos on mental illness are for educational purposes only. So if you are looking to learn more about narcissistic personality disorder and other mental illnesses, as well as how to handle and protect yourself, then you're in the right place. But if you need support, please seek help. As much as NPD is a serious mental illness, it does not give that person the right to hurt you. You are not put on this earth to survive someone else's abusive behavior. So the first thing I want you to know, if you are in a relationship with a female covert narcissist, there is no happy ending. So I'm going to jump right in. And first, I want to address what she is looking for in a partner. I believe there are only two types that she's interested in. One, another narcissist, which happens through a process of assortative mating, which is the subject of another video on narcissistic couples. But the second type of person they're attracted to has key characteristics. And I'm going to use the acronym PHIL, P-H-I-L, to describe this type of person that is so appealing to the female covert narcissist. And I will tell you why not only do these types of people get hooked and reeled in, but they also get anchored so that they can never leave. The P in Phil stands for protector. The female covert narcissist wants someone with a strong protective instinct someone who is naturally motivated to protect the people that they love. The H stands for helper. This is someone who is inclined to help others and to be of service, even to be a hero. The I stands for integrity, and this is someone who does what, they're, what they say they're going to do. It's a person who keeps their promises, and this is super important when it comes to anchoring you. L stands for being loving. The female covert narcissist wants someone who is going to love 
her wholeheartedly. Someone who will give her attention, affection, praise, and make her feel special on demand. So here's how it all plays out. So the first phase in the process is where she lures you. Whoa! The reason why we played that clip, of course, promises is part of the narcissistic piece. Attila came in and said, yo, but there's also a codependent piece. Dr. Pacoya McCall was here and she said, hey, the rise of the female narcissist is, is, is starting to trek forward, right? This is a heavy topic and it's all wrapped around promises potentially being problematic. Future faking. Unfulfilled promises, the unspoken culprit of many failed relationships. Man, this is heavy. Let me get our friend, your friend, Mimi from Jacksonville, Florida. Get in here. Hey, Zoe. Hey, everyone. What are your thoughts on tonight's topic? This is a great topic. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank to you. answer your question, you are so welcome. Mm -hmm. Promises are not required, but commitments are necessary. Hmm. What I mean by that hmm. is if you have two adults going into a healthy, loving, honest relationship, when you go through the ups and downs of your relationship, your marriage, if you want it to work, you know, you commit to love each other, to respect each other, to be vulnerable with each other, to be honest with each other, even when times are hard, when they're good, when they're bad. You know, you commit to love each other every day. You know I, what I'm saying? No, I'm listening. You, you cooking right now. I'm not going to get in your way. Okay. All right. And may I just add this because... I think sometimes we gloss over this as a couple. You know, I think personally it's a good idea for us to commit to each other to um, represent each other well. So if I'm out with my girlfriends and I'm acting a certain kind of way, that's going to reflect negatively on my partner. And if he's out with his guys acting a certain kind of way, that's going to reflect on me. So I think it's good if we commit to be, um, how do I want to say this, not only respectful inwardly but outwardly as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter what people think, but it kind of does, if that makes sense. No. What do you mean? It, does it matter? You know what I'm saying? I can say more. I'm trying to understand. Okay. If I, I have a partner, if I have a partner and my man is going out to Vegas for the weekend, right? We love each other. We trust each other. We're committed. And he's going to Las Vegas and he's doing anything and everything. You know, and I think, you know, I have this good man and he's out here with his guys and there's all kinds of things you can do in Vegas. You can go to clubs. You can go to the movies. You can go to the brothels. You can do your thing. But if you're in the Bunny Ranch, if it's still open, I don't know. But if you're at the Bunny Ranch. What you know about the Bunny Ranch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, Lord. I keep up. I keep up. Get ready, get ready, up. get ready, get ready. She on HBO late at night. What's going on? You watching if the Bunny Ranch? the Bunny Ranch, and you're, well, first of all, you're in a relationship with me. Why are you at the Bunny Ranch? Like, where do you go in your mind that you think, this is a good look? Right. And if I'm at the Bunny Ranch with my girls, because women can go too, and, you know, things, that's not a good look. Am I, I mean, is that too much? Am I, is that too much of a commitment that when you go to Las Vegas? But see, now, guys, now you're going down the rabbit hole. Bunny Ranch, mm-hmm. you get it? <laughs> hey, hey, Yes. <laughs> anyway, let me, <laughs> let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to understand the scenario of the promise. Are you, are you making him promise you that he doesn't go to the Bunny Ranch? Or no. does he promise you that he won't go to the Bunny Ranch and winds up there anyway? My, well, the commitment I'm saying is can you just be reasonable? I mean, is there a way to go to Las Vegas without some kind of way where it's a scenario where the Bunny Ranch necessarily has to be involved? I mean, is there a way you can just gamble? This, Gamble. Let me just ask, did this really happen to you? Because it sounds like you, you got intimate knowledge of things. You know, not necessarily. I'm just, I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm being like real. I mean, like, really? No, but I get what you're saying. You know what, what, you're, saying. what you're basically saying is, brother, if you, if you commit to something in the relationship, and I, and I would say brother and or sister, if you commit to something in the relationship, you should fight until your last breath to uphold that commitment. I.e. John Gilbreth out of Hawaii. He, he made a commitment and he has stuck with it in, despite being divorced. Right. So that's mm-hmm. what you're pointing out right now. And I don't see that as a bad idea. If you commit to something. And uh, something that you, the two of you have agreed upon, I think that's fair. Yes. I got you. I, I mean, if he cannot wind up in the Bunny Ranch, then I can make sure I don't wind up at a place where Mr. Big is dancing. Things happen. I can make that same commitment as well. I'm just saying, let's just, you know. Cause, you, know what, you know You know what, Mimi, you wanted to say Mr. Big, didn't you? You just wanted to say it, didn't you? That's what their names are. We were enjoying the Bunny Ranch conversation, and you had to derail it, didn't you? That's what their names are. That's what they're called. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, Mimi, guess what you just did? (laughs) I brought Jacksonville, Florida in the building. Lord have mercy. Jacksonville, Florida came in the building and started wilding. When we come forward, Zoe's going to wrap it up for you. Come on, man. That playlist is crazy. <laughs> when was the last time you heard this record? Promises, Promises by Naked Eyes. Great record. <sighs> man, future faking. Here are some examples of future faking in romantic and non-romantic relationships. In romantic relationships, your partner talks nonstop about creating this uh, amazing, grandiose future together. They want to rush you into making decisions with them physically and or financially 
for instance, they mention planning a trip with you, uh, decorating your furniture, your home together, meeting their family, or getting married. However, those events never happen. At your job, it may look like this. At work, uh, your boss promises to give you a raise and or a promotion uh, to keep you motivated and driven. However, as months go by, your hard work is not rewarded and it doesn't get paid off, right? In your family, it looks like this. You confront your sister about her gossiping. She tells you she will change her behavior but has no intention of doing so. The next month, she's talking behind your back again, right? right? This future faking happens uh, in throughout all types of, you know, relationships. And they're very damaging. So you have to remember, like, when we talk about relationships, yes, we, we primarily talk about intimate relationships, but we're talking about relationships across the board. Uh, relationships as it pertains to the human condition, you know, are ubiquitous. They're, they're in every aspect of our life. They touch every space and place in our lives, right? And this future faking is exceedingly damaging, right? Uh, in relationships, promises are the building blocks of trust and security. I would say a building block, but not, you know, the primary building block, right? Um because it, people made that distinction earlier in the show tonight about commitment, right? And, uh, you know, we can, you can say, oh, it's semantics or whatever. You could do that if you want. But I believe if you're committed to a process, like let's just show up, committed to, committed to showing up, committed to healing, uh, committed to being accountable, committed to taking responsibility for what is yours to control. I think you know, that's when we start to get a, a more healthy version of our relationship, all right? Uh, or repairing a relationship after a pattern of broken promises is undoubtedly challenging. Of course, it's, it's, it's very difficult, but it's not impossible. It requires both individuals to acknowledge the damage caused and to commit to rebuilding trust. You got to open up and have some open and honest communication. No disrespect. That's hard to do when you feel attacked, when you feel unheard, unseen. But you got to find a way to do that. You got to open up and have some real discussions because that's crucial in the process of, uh, you know, growing up out of this space where you feel like, oh, man, yeah. Every time you make a promise, you know, sometimes you're walking on eggshells. You'd be scared because you feel like, Lord, have mercy. This person is never going to come through on what they said. By actively working on repairing broken promises, individuals can indeed create a foundation for a healthier and more trustworthy relationships. Now, you're going to have to learn how to recognize red flags. These uh, red flags may indicate someone may be prone to future faking. This is what it looked like. Uh, <laughs> uh, some common red flags include inconsistency in words and actions. Making grandiose promises without following through and a lack of accountability for the, for the very actions that they promised to do. Do you know people don't want to do... Hey, I, I see you guys in the chat and I hear everybody in the chat. I see you guys. You guys made this show what it is and I'm going to tell you why. You guys call in. You guys participate. 
Zoe Williams on The Voice of Reason loves you guys. Los Angeles, I love you guys. And again, we have these conversations because many people refuse to do it. Many people are, they they refuse to have tough conversations. And every night on The Voice of Reason, I'm going to push the envelope. Tonight was future faking. Somebody promising you something just to get something right now. If we don't have this conversation in the depth that we attempted to to go in with it, if, if we don't have this conversation, many people have never heard of the term future faking. Somebody telling you something so they can get something right now. They're selling you a that's like a, a music industry record deal. When I was at AR, one of the crookedest deals I have ever seen is the record, is the recording contract. The recording contract tells the artist, I'm gonna give you the money you need to live, to take care of yourself while you're making this record. This is what future fake future faking looks like. I'm gonna give you this money to take care of yourself. Get yourself a car, get yourself a place to live, pay your bills. But while you're doing that, you gotta be in the studio making this record. Do you know when they signed that contract, they actually bought their masters with a loan? You have to, the record company has to recoup every penny they ever spent on you before you get paid as an artist. And in the process, they now own your masters. That's why you see a lot of artists out here say, hey, I finally got my masters, right? Isn't that crazy? They bought your record or they brought your masters with a loan. That's what future faking looks like in relationships. The label gets the record. Now you get paid in the future after they get paid. That's what future faking is in relationship. We started the conversation. It's up to you to finish it. Up next, my girl, your girl, our friend Jill Monroe is in the building. RSVP with Jill Monroe. Up next, the fire continues. <laughs> 